0: Coming to you live from Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, this is The Cinema Crew with Village Cinemas. Mr Scamander. Do you
1: think Dumbledore will mourn for you?
0: Harry Potter is back, or at least a much younger Dumbledore is, in the next of the prequel series written by J.K. Rowling. He had a gun. You saw him.
1: Well, he was also sort of a gentleman.
0: At 82 years of age, Robert Redford proves with his newest flick that you're never too old to star as a bank robber in a romance. Hello, hello. Welcome. My name is Kyron Wheatley and I've seen heaps of movies, but neither of those. Luckily, Vary McIntyre and Michael Campbell hello. both have. Now, we've got a Village Cinemas Gold Class double pass to give away a little later on, but first...
1: I take it you've heard the rumours, Grindelwald. had a vision that he would rise to dominance over the wizarding world. So you're asking me to help hunt him down? I can't move against Grindelwald. It has to be you. In your shoes, I'd probably refuse too. It's late. Good evening, Newt. Oh, come
0: on. So, I think we can all agree that when Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, and Daniel Radcliffe walked the red carpet for the last time for the Harry Potter movies, we we're all pretty devastated. But well, J.K. Rowling and the makers of that series created an immersive and literally magical world that I know for myself I never wanted to leave. But that doesn't mean you should necessarily go back there again and again
2: and again. Just the music brings you back. Just the opening sequence of The Crimes of Grindelwald came up on the screen and I was like, oh, yeah, it just <laughs> yeah. It transports you to this world and I just get so excited. Just right? the floating text through the yeah. clouds. yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> iconic. So at the end of the last film, the evil dark wizard Grindelwald had been captured, and so this one starts to long after actor no that no one
0: hates, Johnny Depp. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. we <laughs> will just glide over that one. So he's being transferred from America back to Europe to answer for his crimes, but he manages to escape. And meanwhile, Newt Scamander, the main character of this series, is on a mission to track down and save Credence. Who plays him again? Eddie Redmayne. Oh, yep. He is trying to find Credence, who's trying to find his birth mother in Paris, where Grindelwald also is. And he's gathering followers, and he's trying to take over the magical and human worlds.
1: Can we basically sum up the plot by
0: magic, 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 magic?
1: Well, and I think you can tell even just by that plot summary, this one's like more... Complicated than the original. Oh, and which that's was, just
2: 25 words or less. There's so much more to it. Yeah,
1: yeah. The first one, the case opened, get the creatures back. You know, yeah. This one is this person's looking for his mom and this person's trying to track this person. It's a lot more in-depth. I feel like my opinion is going to maybe rub people the wrong way sometimes. So I'm going to explain where I'm coming from, which is that I'm a real passive harry potter fan even before i went in there i was trying to recount the movies and i just didn't remember the fifth and sixth movie at all someone explained them to me like no don't remember it i've seen (laughs) it so just know that that's where i'm coming from when i say that this kind of felt the same like it felt like harry potter but i don't know whether that's like that tour like a huge fan or not because i know that it maybe maybe it's way better than i thought it was maybe it's way worse than i thought it was it's hard to gauge as a like an outside harry potter fan but i liked it i thought it was Thought it was cool. I thought it was a little bit complicated, but for the most part, it had that kind of whimsy. Are you the only
0: person our age in the world that has an Harry outside Potter. Harry Potter fan?
1: Yeah, and I never had Pokemon cards either. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing in the nineties. <laughs> <then. What? laughs>
2: I have a few friends who aren't into the the fantasy nerd stuff. So, you know, I was lining alone. up
0: outside Dimmicks <laughs> yearly.
2: Yeah, I remember it every, every year. But
1: it's not like I don't like it. I enjoy all the movies just fine. Yeah, yeah, why do you remember, hate it, don't you? Even if I just don't
2: remember that. <laughs> so. I feel the opposite as an inside Harry Potter fan. Right. Yeah, so that's why I'm interested in
1: your perspective because to me
2: I'm like, yeah, cool, another one. That's all right. (laughs) It does keep the feel of the first movie just for the Fantastic Beast franchise. So it's got all the magical creatures, but the world is getting bigger. And like Harry Potter, as you're growing older... And the story progresses. The world opens up. So the first movie was more like an introduction. These are the characters. This is the world. And then it goes into this bigger overarching story. But it's got the same elements. So it's all your favourite characters are back. We know them. And I do agree that there probably are too many new characters introduced. They could have just stuck with maybe a smaller cast or just the ones from the original movie. They're trying to all weave it together and you can feel that this is like – a sequel in that there's going to be a few more, so they're just setting up a lot. And is it part
0: of a do we know how many
2: more? Five. There's going to be five, or yeah. Whatever. So there's three more,
1: yeah. And I think what it is, the first one was just originally going to be one movie, so it is a pretty small story, really. An address what's that? A safe house in Paris. Why would I need a safe house in Paris? Should things at some point go terribly wrong, it's good to have a place to go, you know, for a cup of tea.
2: My brothers, my sisters, the clock is ticking fast. My dream, we who live for truth, for love, the moment has come to take our rightful place in the world where we wizards were free. Join me. Or die.
0: Let's talk about this cast because it is huge. And you've mentioned mm. that there's maybe too many of them because you've got a young Dumbledore. You've got yep. Jude Law. Jude Law. You've got McGonagall from yes. the John original. Yeah. Back. yeah,
2: who, for inside Harry Potter fans, should not even be alive in this film. Oh, but, really? Uh, yeah. Because
0: <laughs>
1: <See, laughs> of the time. No
2: line, idea. But... Yeah, <laughs> no
0: idea. Just, I was just like, oh, I, anyway. I know that
2: name.
1: <laughs> this
0: is 1927, it's set. And if you read. Or if you read like mm. the fine detail, you can figure out that she was born in
1: 1935. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cast, I really, really liked Jude Law. Uh, yeah. And Dumbledore to me always seemed like kind of a grumpy old man, which I've heard that he's not supposed to be. Jude Law, he was kind of like, he was charming. He was very warm. He was very passionate. I really liked him. I thought he was really good. But
2: very manipulative, and you do see that set up here because he's just a teacher at Hogwarts, and we go back to Hogwarts, and that's all exciting, and you see the buildings again, and he's teaching Defence Against the Dark Arts, and he has this way of manipulating people. Like, he sort of goads Newt Scamander into going to find Credence but oh now you have to fight Grindelwald oh what a coincidence and you see this backstory to Dumbledore he's got so much more of a history you could probably do another series just on him don't give him ideas <laughs> oh, probably got it. says the Marvel fan <laughs> so there's this connection between Dumbledore and Grindelwald that's very mysterious and that's going to develop as well my brothers my sisters it is said that I hate. They no magic. I do not hate them. I do not. For I do not fight out of hatred. Magic blooms only in rare
0: souls. So who's this film about? We've got all these characters. Is it still about Eddie Redmayne's main
1: central? Lead. Yes, yeah, it is. Newt Scamander is still the eyes that you see the story through, though unlike Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which was kind of just about him and his mission, you see this bigger story unfolding, but you see it from his perspective and you meet like his brother yeah. comes into it, the mystery of Magic's in it a lot more. It's a lot more familiar, I found with the Harry Potter lore than Fantastic Beasts was, where they mentioned Hogwarts and they mentioned whatnot. They tried to separate themselves with that They're one. bringing it straight back in in this one, I found. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: what I found as well. They, I guess, kind of paying a lot of fan service for this because they're putting all those hints and and characters and, and things in there that people will recognise, like the references to Nagini and Forks. If you know what I'm talking about, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's my
1: question a as a fan: a is, is that good or is that good <laughs> or bad for you? Because to me, I didn't really know what was going on. But do you like those things, or do you find that they distract?
0: You? I feel like some of these movies become tick box. Like we've yeah. talked about that before, yeah, yeah. where you know it's just like ticking all the things yeah. off that I think we said see. Solo
1: was a bit that way. It's yeah. like yeah, how do you get his gun? How do you meet Chewie? And yeah, exactly. yeah, maybe it's a bit the same there.
2: Yeah, I felt like it was probably a bit too much, but I'm hoping that with just three more movies to go that it's all going to pay off. Just three more. This one one has been the setup and I'm waiting for the payoff because it's raised a lot of questions.
1: You know what I really did like is the production design. The production design in these movies is so uniquely –
2: yes. And is Yes. As
1: soon as you see it, you know it's Harry Potter. It's crooked staircases. It's, it's hallways that don't quite line up straight. Yeah, I, I love it. I love everything that they do like that. Even though there's a lot of big, swirling kind of CGI shots, there's obviously still a lot of like practical sets that they've built for it. And I love that they're still doing that where if you look at like the Star Wars prequels, they just put everything on a green screen and this computer animated, It looks like they haven't done that, which I really appreciate.
2: I'm scared, Professor Dumbledore. Everyone is scared of something. Ridiculous. Mute. You're up next.
1: That's an unusual one. What Mr. Scamander fears above everything else is...
2: Having to work in
1: an office, sir. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead, mute. So this film was directed by David Yates. He did Fantastic Beats Where to Find Them and a couple of the ones previous to this. Yeah, I kind of think it would be interesting, like they used to in the beginning of the series, to kind of swap out directors every now and then. And I would be interested to see what a different director does, maybe for the next one, because... It feels a little bit the same in its style. And the one that I liked the most was the third one. And when I looked it up, it turns out that was Alfonso Caron. Mm. So I'm like, oh, that's why. It had a different flavour to it. it, had a different style to it. And I wonder if the series wouldn't benefit from like, changing up directors again now. Well, I think it is about how much the director gets
0: on with J.K. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, probably is. <And laughs> <it's> just- <laughs>
0: I've got a feeling David Yates is good friends now.
2: <laughs> right? David Yates did direct some of my favourite movies of the Harry Potter series mm-hmm. and I think he's probably a fan favourite as well, like the yeah. cast that he was really great to work with. So it is interesting that they got different, as you said, flavours from the different directors, but yeah, he was my favourite anyway, so I
1: But you you like his thing? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, so I'm I'm just biased because I quite like the third one. (laughs) I guess I just want him back. (laughs) For the darker version. Yeah, it had those cool, like, single tracking shots and stuff, which I think this one was lacking a little bit. He does love a big, swirling CGI establishing shot, David Yates. He Mm. bloody loves that. Mm, (laughs) So who should see this film? I think this one's pretty simple. If you're a fan of Harry Potter, like me, obviously, (laughs) um, if you're a fan of the series it's to me it felt like any of the others which means i had a good time with it didn't completely understand it but i'll probably go see it again
2: or if you haven't seen any of the harry potters and don't want to catch up on that many just see the first fantastic beast and you'll be all caught up
0: also in cinemas this week girl in the spider's web yes the new of
1: the girl with the dragon tattoo film series boy raised
2: another heavy movie about gay conversion camps
1: Suspiria. Uh, the remake of the classic 1970s Italian horror.
0: And Journey's End.
2: A really sad British war movie.
0: You can hear about all of those by clicking on the previous episode and whatever podcast app you're in right now. Uh, excuse me,
2: I'd like to open up an account.
1: Well, great. What type of account do you have in mind?
2: This kind. This kind. All
1: units has got a 211 in progress, American Sane Hey,
2: excuse me. need some help. No, I'm good. Let me take a look. You know anything about cars? Uh, No, not really.
0: Jack Nicholson, Sean Connery, Joe Pesci, they've all retired. They've all hung up their, uh, I don't know, scripts and called it a day. But at 82, Robert Redford is not finished yet. He's not just starring, but he also produced his new movie, Old Man and the Gun. I hate to break it to you, but this is his last film current.
1: Damn it! <laughs> he, is. Is he <laughs> He's retiring? He's retiring with this film. <laughs> Damn it, Robert. (laughs) But I think that this is like the perfect Robert Redford film to go out with because it's such a Robert Redford film, by which I mean it's like, it feels like it's from a different era. So the story of this is about Forrest Tucker, who was a gentleman thief, I suppose. Uh, He was at the age of, I think, 78, he's supposed to be in this movie, We just loved Robin Banks. (laughs) And uh, he falls in love with a woman who's played by Sissy Spacek, and he's trying to change his ways, but maybe... Maybe it's his nature just to want to rob banks.
2: <laughs> so, this is a farewell film from Robert Redford. And this guy's career has gone for so many years. Yeah, that's why I wanted He's to keep going. So iconic. <laughs> and at some point, you've got to hang up your gun and your hat and your ride script. off into the sunset. <laughs> His career started in 1960, right, and he's like so famous for all these movies, but I guess the 69 Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He's got this persona of being an outlaw, an antihero. He's a good guy, but he does things the wrong way, I guess. So he's in between being... A good guy like John Wayne in the classic Western films, but not really a bad guy. So he sort of filled this void in Western films of being in between this sort of anti hero, bit it of a brother heart of gold. So this film is a perfect culmination of his screen persona that he's built over the years.
1: First of all, I really like this film. And what I like about it so much is as someone that really loves that kind of new wave American cinema, this movie more than any other I've seen just looks like it's from a different time. I don't know whether they actually filmed on 16mm film or they've just put some kind of filter on it, but it's got that grain, it's got that texture. If Robert Redford and Sissy Spacek didn't look the age they do, you could pass this as a movie that was made in the 70s. It's so pitch perfectly done. Even the fonts that they use for the opening credits, I think it's the same font as Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Yeah, it was. It's spectacular. I don't know how they did it so perfectly.
2: Yeah, I felt like that as well. Even just the way that they use the camera, how it swivels and zooms in, that it's dialogue and character heavy and the use of classic music. and You things.
0: mean that 70s look where it's like, it like pans across and zooms in to find yes, something yes. that's over the road? Or, or
2: instead, of, yeah.
1: instead of the dolly shot in, they would just zoom in. That is so 70s. They do things like that as well. I love it. I love it so much. And like The Nice Guys, the Shane Black movie from a few years ago, was set in the 70s, but it didn't look like it was made in the 70s. It wasn't produced by Robert Redford. <laughs> yes, yes. This legitimately looks like a movie from that era, and I love that they did that so well.
2: I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I think if this is going to be Robert Redford's last Film. He needs to do a better one. This one was. It's
0: too late, I think.
2: It's going to be like John Farnham and just do a farewell movie every year. I appreciate the idea of
1: what do they say? You you leave them wanting more, you don't get. You don't want them to boo you off the stage. Yeah. And I, I respect that he's like, I had fun with this film. I'm proud of this film, so this is a good way to end. Yeah. But you also want a holiday to Barbados, you know?
0: So <laughs> well, sometimes you, th-
1: you just do that next film anyway. <laughs> he owns he owns the Sundance Film Festival. <laughs> yeah, <he's fine. laughs> For instance, like The Old Man and the Gun is his last film. Sean Connery's last film was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference there in quality, isn't there? Yeah. Like you want to go on a high. You don't want to be like, well, that didn't work. I'm just gonna quit. Another town.
2: He spent his whole life locked up except for the times that he broke out. Somebody should have told him to quit while he was in. Well, you find something you love. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. You're never exactly where you're supposed to be, are you? Now whenever I close the door, I think, is this the last time I'll ever have a chance to do whatever that thing was? You know what I do when the door closes? I jump out the window.
0: (laughs) So Redford acted, produced. Why didn't he direct? Who's who's <laughs> directing this? Isn't that the rage these days to do everything?
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, a lot of the films we've been talking about lately are the triple threat. <laughs> no, this was directed and written by a guy called David Lowry and he's someone that inadvertently I'd been following his career. I'll see a film and I'll go, man, that was cool and I'll look it up and it's always directed by David Lowry. So what's he done? There was a movie called Ain't These Bodies Saints from a few years ago that was like a Bonnie and Clyde, uh, Rini Mara, Casey Affleck who's also in this film crime movie. And it was this kind of cool, noirish, stylish thing. And I looked up and he made it. And then a few years ago, there was this movie called A Ghost Story filmed in the Academy Ratio. Again, Casey Affleck. It's a movie you're either going to love or you hate. I really liked it. Looked it up. David Lowry made it. He has this thing where he just really dives into whatever style or aesthetic he's doing and he nails it.
0: So is this like a character study then of Robert Redford? Is that why this is his last film? So it's all about him?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think with that 70s vibe, as we said earlier, that it is very character heavy. What I found about the character, he just needs some help. All he wants to do is rob banks and that's all he's done his entire life. And this guy is real and he escaped prison like 16 times as well. So as a character, I just thought, even though you're a gentleman and everybody giving police reports is like, oh, but he was such a gentleman. He was so nice. Oh, is he smiling? doesn't make him any less of an (laughs) (laughs) a-hole but see
1: to me i find movies like this about these kind of characters i find really interesting because what is this guy like he he has a it's like a compulsion i find it so interesting that this guy was just he liked robbing banks and that's like i'm just ultimately fascinated by a man who can just decide one day i don't need the money i don't want to ever hurt anyone but i really like robbing banks and i i want to know What makes that guy tick? And that's Mm. why I like these kind of movies. Same reason I like the American Animals as well. To get in the mind of someone like this that is kind of morally backwards and be able to make up your own mind and not be told what to think about them, I think is way more interesting than them painting him one way or the other.
2: But I don't think they gave him any sort of backstory to understand why he wanted to do that. We didn't get into his mind and we are just left with, nope, that's just what he wanted to do.
1: So who should see this film?
2: If you are a fan
1: of the 1970s kind of auteur directors, your Francis Ford Coppolas and people like that, this movie is is that, but in 2018, somehow they've made a 1970s New Hollywood film in 2018.
2: Wow, that's really highbrow. I was going to go with. I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption at the moment, so <laughs> this is wanna, nothing like
1: Red Dead Redemption.
2: No, but it's like Wild western cowboys and outlaws and
1: stuff. So yeah, if right. you
2: you know, if you're into that at the moment, we'll fill the void.
0: Now, as always, we have a Village Cinemas Gold Class Double Pass to give away. We want to know what your favourite Harry Potter character is, so head to the Village Cinemas Instagram or Facebook and leave a comment on the Cinema Crew post. Next week, Minan took me to the opera when I was a kid to see the Nutcracker, and as an 11-year-old boy, I thought Nutcracker was hilarious. And now, with Disney's new film, everyone will be able to have the experience... Also, the cast list behind Steve McQueen's next film, After 12 Years a Slave, is honestly unbelievable. We'll talk about that. Robin Hood is getting a reboot, and looks like Michael Bay may have directed it. And I'll go to any Emma Thompson movie, so we'll talk about The Children Act, but I'll be seeing it anyway. Until then, thanks, Cambo. Thank you. Thanks, Vari. Thanks. I'm Kyron Wheatley, and we'll see you, or at least you'll hear us next week on The Cinema Crew with Village Cinemas.